0: Imagine, if you will, taking a journey to the furthest boundaries of thought, where walls stand to contain what you think of as known reality. Imagine now, discovering that these walls are nothing but thoughts, made up to limit your experience as conscious being. These walls, when seen, crumble into the sea of nothing from whence they came, revealing what we refer to here as the Miracle Soup. Hello, friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Miracle Soup with your host Christoph Heinen. Today, I'm joined in the studio today with um, my one-year-old daughter. Her name is Sia Rain and she loves this microphone. She lo- thinks it is just like delicious looking. It looks like ice cream, doesn't it? It's like like a big clown nose, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, well, she joins me in the studio today, and today's episode is really uh, touching conversation with Vina Parmar and her husband Vidya Sargar, and they run family constellations uh, in Sacramento. And this is where the thread of Miracle Soup has been going lately. Um, it's taken me to, from the Wetiko to the plant medicines, um, you know, you've been following the podcast if you have, but it, it's gone to uh, ancestral healing and how to tap into the actual quantum field, the the into the soul of the family to um, heal ancestral trauma and to heal ancestral patterns that may have been keeping people um, stuck for generations. And um, yeah, you like that arm, huh? You like that arm, huh? Is that fun? Can you say hi to everybody? Anyway, I made this recording up in Mount Shasta. I just got back from an amazing uh, vacation with my family uh, in Southern Oregon. We went to a singing festival called Singing Alive, which was absolutely breathtakingly phenomenal. I mean, four days of heaven, three meals a day, songs, circles, uh, medicine songs, and heart songs, and rounds, and harmonies, and Hawaiian and indigenous songs, just for four straight days, coming together as people, uh, families in the woods, good organic food, singing songs, and just having a good time camping out, and staying up to the wee hours, uh, just 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 praying with the voice, you know it was it was amazing. So I had a really uh, healing time with my family. And on our way down, we stopped in Shasta, and I wanted to uh, make a recording sort of like at the uh, this ideal, you know idea of making a recording of this podcast at the foot of the mountain, you know, but it was so windy. I, I had to go um, in my car office. And so we just sort of like just kind of hung out in my car for for an hour and had a really great conversation with Vina and Vidya Sagar about family constellations and um, I'm not even going to get much into that other than the fact that I have experienced family constellations myself and definitely will do more of them. And I think it's a powerful, powerful way to, um, to heal, to reconcile, to correct some of the patterns that are handed down from generation to generation. Um, which keep families stuck, which keep individuals stuck in different um, patterns of addiction and different sort of reoccurring traumas. And it can really kind of snap out of that. And in this interview, I sort of give my own little testimony into what that work has done for me, um, which is nothing short of truly miraculous, like miracle soup, spillover, unto my life, I am so grateful. So uh, without further ado, please enjoy this interview with Veena Parmar and Vidya Sagar. Thanks everybody. Okay, uh, Veena and Vidya Sagar, thanks so much for joining Miracle Soup. I'm so glad to have you on, that, on the show.
1: We're so happy to be here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, I like to start with the question um, I, I like stories and I like to know how each of you came to this work of family constellations and ancestral hearing but specifically I like to know uh, like what was the pain point to that, that drew you in because you know like in life when the suffering kind of starts to percolate we we start to gravitate towards the things that uh, are going to heal that pain. And you don't have to get too personal or specific, but I'm just, I always like to kind of know, like, what was the difficulty that brought you into this um, this path of healing with the constellations?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a that's a very good question. I personally came to this work, came to learn about it in 2007. I was uh, traveling uh, to Boston to see Amma was the hugging saint, as you know, and, oh, yeah. and I was going to her retreat and program. And I was randomly assigned with another roommate at the time, and uh, she was a family constellation facilitator. And she and I had many conversations. And um, during our conversations, I I started to think about my own family system. And it also happened during that. Uh, retreat that I became friends with another lady who was uh, visiting there and she was expressing to me how her son at the age of 21 had committed suicide and Mm. how painful that was and how she was coping with her younger son and so forth. And, you know, around around Alma, I always have to ask the question, why is this coming into my awareness? Uh, What is it I need to look at? And, uh, for me, uh, it made me look at my own family system, and, and made me look at what's going on with my son uh, at the time, who was 15. And when I came home, uh, I clearly could see the signs of um, depression that this other friend of mine who was talking about that she had experienced with her son, and mm. I decided that I needed to do a constellation healing for what, whatever was going on for my son. So that's how it, I came into it. And um, it so happened that I, at the time, I'm on the West Coast. This was on the East Coast that the retreat was. And I um, went online at that time. It, you know, Constellation was just not very well known. There was a German gentleman visiting and I invited him to come and do a constellation in our living room just between me and my I don't know, husband at the time and, and not even including our son. And it turned out pretty powerful because um, in that family system, um, you know, my husband's father passed away in his thirties. And um, my husband was approaching the age at which his father passed away. And then, so my son had just withdrawn and and this was all unconscious yeah um we would not have been able to identify it that clearly but the constellation revealed that we brought you know the healing to it and then sure enough we were able to just get on with our lives so,
0: so that affected how, that affected your son through the work that you did
1: the work i did uh, was you know as a parent you can do that for your children because um you, you know, my son was not even in the room and it just was, was really powerful. It, it, uh, it shifted things in our family dynamics. So wow. we to, yeah, we were able to move, move forward and not not have that heaviness in the family anymore.
0: And so after that you were like, okay, I'm sold. This stuff is the real deal. Let's see where it can go.
1: After that, you know, I thought this is great. And then I had that uh, facilitator come over and do a couple more constellations with us. And then I just let it sit for a while. And then a few years later, back in 2014, that's several years later, I had a friend invite me to a group constellation for her birthday that she was having here locally. And by that time, there was, you know, there were many more facilitators. Uh, And so I went to this group constellation, and I was fascinated by the all the whole, what I did is a, a private constellation, the group constellation was just really fascinating how it captured the family dynamics and where the system was stuck and then how to move out of that into freedom. And uh, I was really fascinated by that. My friend said to me, you should do this work. And I thought, well, let me meditate on it. There's a one more thing for me to do.
2: Uh-huh. And then,
1: um, you know, I, I, my husband, you know, Vidya and I travel with Amma, and so I just, I just prayed in my heart, Alma, is this something I'm supposed to do? And I just kind of knew in my heart that I would know at the end of the tour, at the end of the, the, the six weeks of travel. And on the very last day of, of tour, I, I asked again in my heart, I said, is this, am I supposed to do the constellation work? And it was a resounding yes. Mm. So I persuaded Vidyasagar to take the training with me and we did like a year-long training and um, it's been really, really rich and rewarding to share this work here locally in our community and um, nationally as well, because we do long wow. distance sessions also. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so Vidya Sagar, so were you? In, so, did Vina introduce you to the work?
2: Well, yes, she did, and um, I have to say that the initial constellation that she arranged for us, uh, and included me, was. Um, did not meet uh, my expectations, but with her persistence, I um, tried another facilitator later about an issue that happened to do with my son as well. I had gone through a divorce and my adult son um, was still um, very uh, impacted by it, uh, living in um, uh, another city um, out out of state and um, not communicating with me um, much at all, only when he decided to uh, Expresses anger, I get a call from him, um, and I I uh, went ahead and and tried it one more time uh, again at Dina's encouragement, and uh, I had a, a really very um, successful constellation in the sense that I enjoyed the experience. Um, I I felt the the credibility and and effectiveness of the facilitator at the time, and I I left with a sense of peace, but. Within 24 hours of that session, and it was focused on building a better relationship with my son. Within 24 hours, he called me just out of the blue to say, "Hey, Dad, um, just calling in to see how you're doing and to let you know I love you." Um, and oh, totally man. different than the way things had been going for literally years. Um, and I do a lot of data analytics. That's the work that I do and my day job. And um, I can say that I was uh, very convinced with only one data point. That's all it took yeah. um, to really uh, experience the power of constellation. And it was shortly thereafter, as Vina mentioned that we uh, we went ahead and started the facilitator training.
0: Oh, wow. That's an amazing story. Um, I'm going to tangent a little bit and I'm just, I'm curious. So what is it that happens that it can affect people who are not in the same room with you? Is it, uh, are, are we tapping into like the quantum field where we're all connected and things are just getting shifted and healed? Or is it uh, ancestor spirits who are beginning to um, create some kind of change or like, how does it work?
1: Well, we're definitely tapping into the quantum field. It's, in, in this work, it's called the knowing field, the field huh. in which we work with the family soul. So when we work with the family soul, we are not only working with those who are living, but also those who have passed on. So the ancestors as well. We work with, um, and we always call on the uh, friendly ancestors to support our work. And it's amazing when we, um, you know, set up the the parties that are in that particular issue or situation, that some truth is revealed that shows us the way to the light, a way to freedom from that, you know, particular area of stuckness in the family. So we're always working with the family soul where we are always working with another dimension. There's, there's a term called phenomenology. And it's very, it's the, it's called a phenomenological.
2: Phenomenological approach. approach.
1: (laughs) It's a mouthful. And what it means is that you step into um, into an, a, a session with an openness and uh, a willingness to, you know, uh, be shown, and in, even a place of not knowing what is going to actually happen. You have we we're trained in the principles on how this works and 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 how to move um, the dynamics and so forth, but we keep our observation very um, keen as to what is going on in this knowing what is going on and what we are being shown um, that will really set free um, set someone free from some you know really st- big areas of stuckness
2: yeah one, one of the aspects of of being in the knowing field and this connecting with the family soul is that uh, to Vina's to point we're connecting with family members um that have uh, left this physical plane, and family members in the, in the here and now as well. Um, and it really um, drives home the, the, the experience of that we are all connected, uh, regardless of, of what we uh, are currently aware of in our own um, experience of, of our existence. So in this case, we're aware of our physical surroundings, we're aware of the physical plane, um, some of us um, maybe are, are more aware of, of other planes of existence, and uh, including our ancestors. But the constellation brings this home in a way that we can experience it in our own bodies. And Bert Hellinger, the founder of constellation, has a great phrase for it, I, I think, and that's he calls it practical metaphysics, because we're hmm. actually using our bodies in this field um, when we are representing other members of the family um, and and clients, and and just the, the, the important uh, key members of the family system as representatives um, we are basically in this timeless um, situation this timeless state where we begin to really experience the connectivity of how we are all connected we are all as one so to speak
0: yeah and and, and that's really what I one of the things I walked away with when I did that constellation with you guys um, a few weeks ago was just this, amazing tangible sense that we are all connected and yes. connected with 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 my partner and my kid and and her ancestors and my ancestors and it was just it was just this overwhelming feeling like and all the thoughts i have are affecting everything and um it, it really brought like this great um sort of awareness uh and mindfulness to just how i sort of navigate in my life of course, it kind of wore off as I just kind of, you know, went through my day. <laughs> but yes. but it's, you know, but it's you know, it's always there to remember. Yeah. Right,
1: and when you're when you're in that field, you're fully in the present moment. You're so aware of what's going on inside of you, in your in your thoughts, um, what's going on around you. It's it's a heightened state of awareness.
0: Yeah, it's a heightened state of awareness, and 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 I I I was just amazed. How shamanic it was. I mean, that was it's like a shamanic ceremony just sitting in your living room with all those people. I, I it was profound. Um yes. and yeah. you don't even have to drink any Kool-Aid or anything. I mean it was just <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> it's just like wow. You yeah, know? we do
1: these once a month workshops, which are you know Saturday morning. And we invite, they're an introductory workshop. So typically we will start out with an opening meditation to kind of just get grounded and centered. And then um, during that meditation, we will invite whatever higher forces are, um, you know, to, to work with us as well as all of our friendly ancestors. So just, just through that, that invitation um, and invocation. And it's amazing how, how powerful just a, a, an invitation, an invocation can be. Um, and then we go into introductions and I give a, you know, we give a brief talk on what family constellation means and what the principles are to restore family dynamics, harmony and respect and love mm-hmm. and, and honor to respect, uh, to, to restore those. Um Those things in a family system which break down uh down the generations it break downs and fa- breaks down in families It's amazing how many people come to us who say Oh i haven't talked to my mother in ten years and i have, i i don't have a relationship with my brother and i don't have you know i've I, it's just very painful for me and I'm estranged from so and so and and then how do you heal that? Because they've tried everything else. They've tried having a conversation. They've tried therapy. They've tried, um, you know, writing letters. And, and it's, there's still such a strong pain in the, in the heart. How can we heal the family's soul so that everyone can feel that peace and honor and love and respect?
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay,
0: so so uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I, I got to have a turn here too. <laughs> so, like, yeah. wow. my, my testimonial. Um, I just want to say that w- when I showed up at your house a few weeks ago for the Saturday morning workshop, my partner and I had just sort of—I mean, we had just been able to start talking again. Really, I mean, it's been a really difficult relationship the last few months, and I—I I really didn't think we would ever come together uh you know outside of court i mean it was it was so bad and i just kept praying for a miracle and through this podcast and following the threads going to the constellation workshop you know my partner was was right on board to come with me she wanted to participate even but you know we had the baby so that wasn't um possible but okay so having done the constellation even though we just did little mini mini constellations with the ancestors um mm-hmm. my partner and i were we're just on a almost a two-week road trip with the whole family we're getting along better than ever i mean it's it's like literally a, like literally a miracle like how and, wow. and and we're and we're making plans to go to india this winter to see ama and we just did a singing uh, gathering where all kinds of uh other ancestral healing was coming up through sound and voice and singing and mm-hmm. it's like this stuff's no joke. I mean, it, it really shifts. It really shifts stuff. So,
2: so Kapila, I have a question for you as, yeah. as a podcast host. Are you in the habit of bringing goosebumps and tears to the eyes of the people that you're interviewing? I because sure that's, hope so. That, that's so amazing and it's just so touching and I just, I'm just, uh, wow. Thank
1: you so much for sharing that with us if yeah. you hadn't told us. Uh, I, gonna- I
2: didn't even think I was going to say that.
0: I just thought, well, yeah, I just, I'll just be vulnerable here. I mean... You know, this whole podcast was kind of birthed out of the the pain that I was feeling from, you know, this breakup and everything. And then it, look where it's led. It's led to healing, and it's and and, and so obviously, hopefully, I can share this, and, and other people will will find ways to um, find relief from and healing from their own pain as well. So, thanks, guys.
2: <laughs> well, and you know, the 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 word authentic um, comes to my mind in listening to you and the authenticity of, of this podcast and the reason why it comes to mind as well is with constellation uh we we really experience authenticity there aren't any smoke screens there are no mm. you know um you know no no veils or anything like that it's all about authenticity but it's in a safe space and it's a safe environment because there is no judgment because every one of us has stuff that's these, and we say that a lot and uh, and so in in a in a way you could say we're all united we're all connected in the fact that we all have stuff but at the same time we're all seeking to the folks that come for constellation uh, it's such a blessing to have them because um we 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 get to benefit from these pure you know this 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 pure drive um, uh, drive to to seek um um improvement and value and and really understanding who we are and through Constellation, we, we we really start to learn that. Uh, we really start to learn our, what literally what our place is in the system and, and more importantly than who we are. Um, and as, and as it's individual.
1: so beautiful when we come together as a community and we heal together as a community and we support each other and recognize that we're all in this together. And there is absolutely no judgment that there's, you know, we all go through life and we all go through stuff and we can come together and heal ourselves and our our world through just showing up it's it's really beautiful yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: it's a real gift um
0: i'm wondering if you could for for listeners who've never heard about a constellation can can we talk a little bit about first of all like why is it called a constellation and 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 what is a constellation look like? Because so far, we haven't really described that. And it seems like it'd probably be, come across as a little abstract to people who've never heard of this. But can we talk a little bit about maybe those three fundamentals that you share, those th- those principles, and then, and then how a constellation is organized and what it looks like in 3D? Sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, well, it's called family constellation. And, and you could think of a constellation like the stars in the night sky, because they're all you know, they're all kind of connected. Right. And so families are, it's uh, the work is called family constellation because we're all connected through bonds of love.
2: Mm. And
1: um, Mm. you know, the mystics they teach us that we, we came from love. We're meant to live this life in love. And when we die, we merge back into that love and uh, you know, birth, Birthing, uh, giving birth to children that comes through, you know, two people coming together and, and having a child and that child ideally is born through love. And these bonds, even when a child is not born uh, in the best of circumstances, the bonds of mother, child, father, child, the bonds of siblings, those bonds of blood are so, so strong. And they are the bonds of love. And so constellation itself is is about identifying, first of all, who is in the family system and where did the bond break down? Hmm. And what is it that we need to repair? Where does the bond need to be repaired so that the love can flow again? And oftentimes we find that, you know, Uh, It's an intergenerational issue, meaning that, you know, great-grandfather had an alcohol issue or had an addiction issue, and then grandfather has an addiction issue, and then father has an addiction issue, and then now we have son who's heading in the same direction. Or um, we we have come across stories where, you know, uh, what was that?
2: The suicide? Yeah, the suicide. Yeah. Yeah, young man at the age of 29 Um, on December 31st um, of their 29th year would commit suicide. And and literally that pattern was uh, repeated through uh, three different generations until uh, a young man uh, approaching his 29th birthday in uh, that uh, family uh, who happened to be aware of Constellation and was aware of the seriousness of um, um, uh, undesirable patterns of behavior uh, knew to ask a constellation um, therapist, a facilitator about this, and they dealt with that issue. Um, so uh, he did not commit suicide and lived on, uh, as far as we know, many years after that until uh, so. But, but that's an example of, of these um, unwanted and uh, patterns of behavior that uh, we, we don't realize, uh, emanate from some subliminal or subconscious connection or loyalty family members who have gone before us Mm -hmm.
1: so the way that um, i like to differentiate between therapy and a family constellation session whether it's in a group or private one-on-one on a private one-on-one i will work with a client using objects on a table to represent family members in a group session we will have like we do with our monthly group um, workshops we'll have people that are attending and the client can then ask Whomever is attending, you know, will you represent my mother, or will you represent my father, different people to represent different members of your family. And then those people stand up and then they're placed in the space, in the room. And uh, something powerful, you know, just happens in terms of tapping into that knowing field, that quantum field, where we're able to tap into what is going on with the family system and where the system is stuck the difference between therapy and a family constellation session is that in therapy you're looking at you know this individual and the background that they came from what they what their upbringing was in family constellation we're looking at a person not just as an individual but coming from a much larger system that's impacted not only by their mother's lineage by their father's lineage but also by the intergenerational what happened to your grandparents what was your what was your father's upbringing like what was your mother's upbringing like was there anything significant that happened in the family system um, as far back as you can remember most people can remember about three generations back so uh, grandparents great grandparents is about what they can remember and there'll always be something or the other oh yeah i remember that you know uh, there was a a child that drowned back when uh, you know in my great grandfather's family there was a child that drowned and oh that's a red flag in the system and now you know we've had children we've had losses of children down the generations and i I'm, I'm concerned about that. Or mm-hmm. that just, that, that worries me. I have people who come over and say, you know, I have this, this underlying anxiety and I don't know why I've done everything. What is it? Mm. What's going on? Well, you know, if you have someone who, if you have a new system where a child drowned at the age of two, where's that anxiety coming from? Right. When you go back into the family system and you identify, oh my gosh, this is a big deal. When you have something, uh, what we call a significant event in a, fa- event in a family system happening. Go, so somebody's gone to war and came back, you know, kind of really impacted, negatively impacted by that. Uh, there was an untimely death. There was some separation. There was divorce. There was um, all kinds of things that happened. There was some kind of trauma. There was some kind of illness. Um, Holocaust. Often, you know, the, those are. We also have cultural issues that happen. So we have slavery in the African American um, culture, and we have Holocaust in the, you know, in the, in the Jew- Jewish um, culture. We have, you know, um, each each culture seems to have its pain points that we need to be aware of and how they're impacting the individual today. So we look at that individual from a much larger perspective um, Mm. and look at what's influencing them and how by them doing their personal healing that they can bring healing to their family soul just by them focusing on their own healing. And it's also said that um, one spiritual seeker in the family doing their healing work can impact and bring healing to seven generations. And that's three generations before you, this generation and three generations after so wow. it's it's really
2: powerful Wow I wonder I wonder
0: why that is I mean it must the word hologram comes to mind uh, with thinking about why is it that uh, a child drowned in one generation would sort of cause or set up the conditions necessary for the child to drown in the next generation and it just seems just like Patterns are patterns and they exist in nature. And so obviously they exist in families too. It does, um, the founder, what's his name? Bert Helliger, does he talk about that? Like about why this happens? Like why wouldn't a new generation be free?
1: Yes, because the family soul is saying that something is not healed.
0: Oh, wow. reminding
1: us that something is not healed and somebody needs to take a look at it. And do you know do some healing work on it? It's 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 not that trauma happens, but that when trauma is not healed or dealt with, that it continues to perpetuate. So if if there is a trauma that's happened and and you've dealt with it and you've done the healing work, then it does not need to be passed down to the next generation, or it does, it does not need to continue in your own life. But say something happens and in, in you don't have the tools to deal with it. And it just gets buried under. And we just hope that, you know, we can go on with our lives. But we really didn't have any way to, to bring comfort to the mother who lost this child. And now uh, the second child is being raised by a mother who cannot be fully present because she's grieving over this first child who, who drowned. So the second child now grows up. And really, not having a very present mother for obvious reasons, grows up, and then, um, say in in uh, in their family, they end up having, you know, having a, a a miscarriage or something like that. It's not necessarily that a drowning happens in every generation. It's just mm-hmm. that there's a death of a child in some some form. Oh yeah, that's that's kind of the pattern. So it's the family soul that's saying something's something's right, and. I always say, if you're noticing a negative repeating pattern in your system, in your family, and and you can't seem to overcome it, explore Family Constellation. It will really shed some light and bring a shift in a tangible way that you don't have to live in fear and you don't have to live in anxiety. And really, you're honoring your ancestors, honoring the ones who have passed on, um, and and restoring harmony and and love in, in doing the work.
2: And so, to, yeah, to uh, tag on to what Mina was saying, uh, and back to your example, Kapila, about the, the child drowning um, uh, in an earlier generation, let's say, you know, a young child unexpectedly, uh, it's not so much the trauma as as what we what we've done to to deal with it. And I know in the Western culture, um, we're supposed to just forget about it, get on with it, uh, stiff upper lip, and, and keep going. And we don't allow, uh, I think to Veena's point about grieving, we don't allow the grief to be properly expressed. So then we'll, we'll do something like, as Vina was mentioning, the mother carrying that grief, then for the rest of her life and maybe on into her grave. And then subsequent generations are going to somehow express that because that family soul is looking for this balance. They're looking mm. for this healing that was not fully healed. So the nice, the, the wonderful thing about Constellation is that we can deal with that and we can bring some balance to that um, through the techniques of the constellation, so that this does not perpetuate itself anymore, we honor that child 's fate we bow down to their fate um, we, we say things like there you have a place uh, uh, you know a, a continual place in, in, in our hearts with uh, for you, and we go forward mm. uh, living in your honor. we do all these kinds mm. of things to um, strengthen. Uh, or uh, strengthen the situation and and be able to move on. And um, we have a sort of comical phrase in a way for those of you that believe in karma, but we, we think of constellation as a a great way to bust karma. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I love that about the constellation. I love those little snippets. Um, I love the little bit about fate that you guys talked about. And I love the part where you, you tell somebody in the family, um, this is yours to carry. Right. That was like a little, a, sort of a little saying. And I, and I felt like each one of those were, were so empowering. It is. What were yeah. some of those, what were, what, what were the, I, I'm not getting them right. I'm just paraphrasing, but, but what no, was those the one are about? great
1: because um, those are known as truth statements, truth statements. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we have two tools with which we make bring a shift in a family system. One is the, the languaging, first of all, Say, for example, in the, in the case of the child that drowned, the languaging is, uh, I bow down to your fate. And oh. you have a place in my heart. You have a place in our family. And, um, and someday, when it is uh, my time, I will see you again. And in the meantime, I will hold you in my heart and I will live my life in your honor. You know, it's just saying those words brings such Jeez. peace and, and resolution and healing that that particular family member just feels seen and acknowledged and honored and given a place. So there are three principles in Family Constellations that we use in order to restore, uh, restore harmony and restore love and, and restore a piece, and those three principles are number one: is um, having a sense of belonging. So this child, once uh, uh, the the child died or whatever family member passed away, it's such a painful experience that most people will want to just put it behind them and move on. Um, but when it's when that person is acknowledged and seen and embraced and honored then we're actually able to move on until then it's always staying in the background. So the first one is belonging. So giving them, you know, giving them a place and seeing them. The second one, the second principle is what we call social order and that everyone in the family system has a place. So say a family has, you know, a couple has multiple marriages and there are children from either side. Well, where does there's often a question like, where do I belong? Or, where, How about an adoption? You have a child who's adopted, Well, where do I belong? Do I belong to my biological parents? Do I belong to my adoptive parents? What's my sense of belonging? Um, that's often an inner conflict. So um, being able to, in an adoption situation, give a place, what we call give a place the biological parents belong. We honor you for your sacrifice. And we honor you for, for the great um, gift of this child. And, and you have a place and you belong. And this child is, uh, belongs to you because that's your biological child. And we take this child and we will sustain life. You gave life and we will support life as the adoptive parents. So um, it, that's one of the one of the principles that we use is, is the belonging and then giving everyone a place in the family, in the in the family tree and giving them that place in their in the family tree. Oftentimes, children, um, we're going to talk about the third principle, which is give and take. And oftentimes, children are emotional supports for parents um, due to various reasons. Um, and so it becomes too much for the children. And, and as they grow up, it just, they become resentful and it's understandable. Uh, and so um, what we, what we have, what we do to uh, correct that, that this is where I was talking about, you know, you have pa- children who have not talked to their parents for years because it was just too much for them. It became yeah. just emotionally so draining. And um, so how do we correct that? We, we, there was an imbalance of what we call give and take. Parents are considered bigger and children are considered smaller. So parents give and children receive. And then as children grow up, they grow up and then they give to their children. That's how love flows down from the mountaintop down into the valley, so to speak. Um, But when, when a child turns around and has to emotionally support a parent, it reverses that flow, and that's when we get stuck. So we correct that by having the child say to the to the mother or the father, with love and respect, "I leave with you what's yours to carry. It's not mine. Please look kindly upon me, that I can live happily, and I will." And then have the child turn around and take a step forward into their life. Um, so. And it's also, I find that children are reluctant sometimes to, to offer things back to their parents because they care about them. Mom is so vulnerable. Mom is, you know, is, is in a really difficult place. Or, um, put some support, a support system around mother and say, hey, she has her, you know, her, her church community. She has her friends and she has her, you know, her creativity, her creative expression And um, she has other relationships that she can rely on that are her peers. What about her older siblings? What about her parents and and so forth, friends, co-workers that you can surround mom with? And then the child is able to say, yes, mom, i leave with you what's what's yours to carry with love and respect. And that frees the child then to go on and have successful relationships, have a successful career, and they don't feel overburdened. So, those are the three principles balancing give and take, um, having a, a sense of belonging, and having a place in the family. So, how, restoring social order. Those are known as the orders of love. That's to restore wow. love and harmony and uh, to alleviate pain, emotional yeah. pain.
0: I, I always like to, you know, in each episode, I want people to have something, you know, sort of concrete and tangible that they can actually like apply and um instead of just some kind of you know abstract rhetoric or something and i I just i feel like that is it like just hearing the last 10 minutes that's just so juicy right there and so practical and even just saying those words in your mind to your you know your grandfather or whoever your mother your dad That just alone starts to shift something, you know, and it's effective right there. Just that awareness.
1: It really does. It really does. Because sometimes we really do feel too burdened and it's, it's so powerful to say with love and respect, I leave with you what's yours to carry. And I
2: think it's a a message that um, probably all of us can be reminded of um, um, no matter where we are in life. And that is, is when we, give back, or we don't even accept, but in this case, we give back to people what's theirs to carry. It makes them stronger. Mm. We're not not doing anyone any favors by carrying more um, than is ours to carry. And we know that children uh, will do anything pretty much. Subconsciously, It's that dynamic is there, but to keep harmony in the family. If mom and dad are not getting getting along well, the the children will do something to to, to try to make everything better. And then that's when they get into this imbalance of give and take um, that can affect them the rest of their lives, unless somehow we can bring that into balance later on. So like maybe um, through
0: addictions or-
2: absolutely, absolutely. Or whatever, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, I,
0: I remember you guys mentioning that um, in the workshop that a, a child will literally give their life out mm-hmm. of love for their parent. Like yes. they'll do anything. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so yeah. strong, that, bonds that, that, that bond.
1: Very, very strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the other thing I would say, uh, what I've seen a lot of in, in um, uh, clients that I've worked with is the trauma from losing a loved one is so, mm. so, um, so difficult. And um, one takeaway that I can offer is that if you've lost a loved one, know, Just imagine them there and um, you can say some words that that can bring healing and, and just say to them, I know you have a place in my heart and in my heart you live on and someday when it's my time, but not until then, I will see you again and I will live my life in your honor and I will choose to live fully in your honor. Sometimes when we lose a loved one, it's like you have this lo- our life is just not the same. And um, and, and we're kind of half alive. You no, know, I will live fully in your honor. And that brings them peace on the other side, and it helps us to move forward. Gosh,
0: that is so beautiful. That is just
2: so beautiful.
1: It's it's really powerful. Yeah. Go ahead. I I mean, I wanted to say that, you know, I have even worked with clients who have had um, quote unquote curses happen to them. You know, Um, there was a family curse and uh, inevitably it was someone who was not honored in that system, somebody who had not been um, seen and that was upset. and, And as soon as we, we brought light to that and honored them and gave them a place and recognized what their need was. And then the system um, calmed down and then no longer did they experience that, um, the, the issues that they were struggling with all these years.
0: Wow. And you don't have to sacrifice any animals and you don't have to go <laughs> like... No through the amazon or anything you just go to a nice people's living room and with some friends and role play it and and clear it right there right
1: yes (laughs) yes And, and you don't even you don't even really have to go and have a conversation with your particular person whom you're having an issue with you resolve it right there in the session and then your nervous system is, is is kind of rewired. The way that you respond to the situation is totally re, rewired. So when you're in that person's presence again, you just won't react the same way.
2: Hmm. It's kind of like Gandhi when he said, be the change you want to be. It's like when when con- constellation is first and foremost around the client or the person that's there seeking the healing. But when he or she... Uh, gets that rewiring, as Vina was talking about, changes. It has sort of a, a vibrational or ripple effect, and it does impact the others. And the very issues of relationships with um, some um, loved one or partner or, or whoever that might be um, will will start to, to shift and uh, ultimately lead to uh, um, uh, some resolution um, beyond the constellation session. Wow. Like you did. We yeah, didn't even yeah, do a full totally.
1: constellation. We just yeah. did an exercise on it. Yeah, on yeah we just did exercise. That day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and,
0: I thanked my, and I thanked my grandfathers for their service in the war. <laughs> and then, uh-huh. like, all this, like, stuff changes in my life. Yes. I think, but it's more just that cultivating and, and just having that uh, the awareness of the connectivity of all of us. And, and,
1: yes, and, and then work. you feel that sense of support for you, yeah. right? And you feel that sense of strength and support and goodwill from your ancestors and you just feel you just can handle life and walk
0: taller oh yeah that's exactly it. that was the part that was so potent to me was when when we turned around and i felt all of my ancestors in the countries and the earth and, and i told the future generation you know you have this you have you come from a strong lineage and yes. you're and, and and you you have so much support and and you have mm-hmm. so much strength in your in your dna and in your blood Mm-hmm. um and that or they said that to me or something but but that just made me feel so strong like gosh yeah. i am i'm so much more worthy i'm so much more than a this little person that i thought i was i'm a part of a greater yeah. whole which has survived yeah. through tremendous challenges and yeah. and that's in me now
1: absolutely yeah. we are we are a strong people and we have you know we have prevailed yeah, and take our strength and go forward because we stand behind you.
0: I'm curious, you guys, how how this um, all sort of dovetails in with the with the sort of more traditional um, spirituality, you know, like with Amma and that. Because you know, it doesn't seem like Amma really gets into this stuff, does she? And um, and most of the spiritual teachings are, you know, be compassionate and and meditate and singh bhajans and that kind of thing. And and how do you guys um, sort of, is there ever any kind of conflict or anything like that with sort of weaving those together?
1: You know, I, you know, I feel that when we go to Amma or we go to a, a, a spiritual master who has the power to take away our karma, she has the power to take away our karma. That's not all of it as much as she can. That's why, you know, there is the concept of what you call the guru. It's, it's, uh, it's one who not all of us can be gurus because we cannot take away other people's karma, even though sometimes as children, we want to do that for people. But, um, and I feel that when Vidya Sagar said, you know, this is karma busting. I, yeah. I feel that every time I do a session, I feel that I'm an extension of doing Amma's work because it's bringing healing to a family soul and, and alleviating deep deep pain that has been there for for decades and and sometimes generations and then and then in the session there's peace and in that session there is freedom from pain and i i feel so honored and there are times when i move to tears because I'm just in such awe of the work because we, we are just facilitators of this work. There is a much higher force that is working um, during these sessions that, that we're, we're trained to pay attention to and, and navigate, help navigate our clients through those, you know, really difficult places to become, to come to that place of freedom from pain and, 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 uh, and be empowered and, and find joy and aliveness and energy again. Uh, so I, I think it's very much in alignment with spiritual. It's not just a spiritual practice, mm-hmm. um, but it's very much a, a spiritual experience.
2: We consider Amma, we've referred to her often as the master constellator. <laughs> there, there are countless stories of her. We've read them in the different books, and we've heard direct reports from Swami's and acharyas, attendants, people around her, um, of situations where someone would come in for Amma's darshan, her hug, um, in a very agitated state, and uh, almost to the point of being so disruptive that no one wanted to let, let that person get up to Amma at all, even to get a hug. And later, Amma would chastise the, the, the attendants, saying, uh, that the story behind that child as she would refer to it because she considers everybody her children um, and uh, would be such and such ama would go into the history of this of this individual and know all of the details behind uh, why he or she was acting the way they were and could then look at her in that uh, that individual in a, in, a, in a full state of compassion um, which yeah. brings up a point about constellation that i think is, is really important to reiterate is that um, one of the Essential approaches to being a constellation uh, facilitator is that we 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 don't it it isn't about you as the client. In most cases, it's about something in the system, and so uh, and that's exactly how Amma looks at at these these folks that have come in uh, for for a blessing um, in in these uh, states of agitation and and, um, and and upheaval.
0: Yeah. And I I find that to be so liberating. Um, It brings me back to the sort of the book that kind of got me interested in going to, to experience the workshop with you guys. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think his name's Mark Wollen, right? His book is called, Mm -hmm. it didn't start with you. It's like, thank God. It's not all because I'm such a mess up, you know, it's like, I'm part of this great body of, of trauma that is getting worked Mm -hmm. through in this earth school Mm -hmm. and, um it's it's not all me. And then that gives me that gives me the power to have compassion for other people when I remember like what I'm a, could see in that person. My God, that person is going through so much probably stuck trauma and, and unhealed, unresolved issues, that how could they not act that way? And who am right. I to judge them or think that they could do any better? Right? Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, and, and the other thing about constellation, which I really love is it's not all spiritual woo-woo. Really When I, when we work with clients, we ask for the facts. We're not looking for the story. Stories can go on forever, but we are looking for the facts. Okay. Who is in your family? What are the significant events that happened in your family? So, um, when I get the factual information, I put it down in a, in, in, in a genealogy, I can see what happened. We work on facts. That's why this work appeals both to men and women equally because it's it's very logical it really makes sense it's not so airy-fairy it's based on factual information um that that's
2: concrete yeah and it, and it also uh, i think for me in particular i was really really uh, reminded of of why we are in these bodies in this physical existence because through Constellation, we use our bodies and what the, our bodies tell us to learn or uh, experience and then learn uh, about these um, ultimately profound um, dynamics mm-hmm. and, and what we can do then to heal. And it's, it, our bodies have a real, real value and um, it's definitely, definitely emphasized in Constellation. We, we need our bodies in order for, ourself, for, for us to grow. For example,
1: when I work with a client, I just will say, okay, you're coming in with this issue. Why don't you go ahead and just take a scan of your body and tell me, where do you feel this in your body? Because obviously the body's holding holding um, experiences. So someone will say, well, geez, you know, I feel this real knot in, the, in my back. And I'll say, okay, well, on a scale of one to 10, how, how, how tight is it? Or how painful is it? So it's about... It's about a, uh, yesterday I had a client who said, it's, it's a 10 out of 10. I said, okay, well, that's pretty clear, right? And at the very end of the session, then I'll say, okay, let's check in with your body and see what's going on. And let's take a look at that knot in your back and see how does that feel now? And um, sometimes it will go down to a zero. Sometimes it'll be like, it's only a two now, or sometimes okay. it'll be just like, you know what, it's gone down to a six but that's even even now that, that's a 40% improvement in um, from when you came in and that was just the first session.
0: So it's yeah. like these pains in the bodies are like telling the client or the individual something's mm-hmm. off. It's bringing mm-hmm. awareness to where the flow isn't it yeah. isn't harm, harmonious. Yeah.
1: Correct. Correct. And so when the body relaxes and that pain is, is uh, lessened, then you know that movement really has happened in in the system, so that you're you're relaxing more, you're not carrying that tension with you anymore. And what's what's so amazing? I like to tell my um, you know people about the constellation work is like you're coming in sort of like to a surgeon, and hmm. say for example you've been you you broke a bone in your body say so you broke a bone in your leg and you've been limping limping around all these years you have this pain and it's just been limping around and and then you've come to the surgeon and now the surgeon's going to have to anesthetize it and and then just reset it and then we're going to reset it and of course going through that can involve some some pain but um the the other option is to live with the pain for the rest of your life and so here you, we just reset it. We put a nice cast over it. You let it be still for a while. Take that cast off over time, and then guess what? You're running, and you didn't. You don't know, even remember anymore that you used to have a limp. You're just getting off. You're running around in your life, and you're not even thinking about your 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 leg anymore. So it's kind of like that where healing happens. You there's something that issues that you're dealing with that just keep following you keep following you until we look at them we walk through them we Mm -hmm. we make peace with what is we deal with the the situation and then the body shifts and all of a sudden you just find people just going on and living their lives and just like nothing ever happened and that's exactly how you should be living your life like nothing happened because you dealt with it and you moved on so that's what I, I tell people. You know, we don't do this for five years or ten years or twenty years, like we you would with you know with with therapy. Because in in one session, I've had people say, "Gosh, I I did like this was like a three years three years
0: of therapy." Wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, I love this conversation, Vina and Vidya. Thank you guys so much. I have kids who are wanting to um, go to the next. <laughs> part of the uh vacation adventure so i really i'd I'd love to know how can people what's your website how can people get a hold of you you avina you do uh one-on-one sessions and the constellation workshops and how can people find out about about your
1: certainly my website yeah my website is awakeningcreativearts.com and you can call or text me at 916-505-3037 Okay. And my email address is creativitynow at comcast.net.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any final words you'd like to say? Someone who might have um, be resonating with, with this with this episode.
1: Certainly. If if you have something that you wanna that's been coming up for you, don't wait. Look at mm. it. Move through it. and, mm. and free yourself.
0: Amen. Oh, that's beautiful. Right on. Thank you both so much. Okay. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: Hi, friends. This is Christoph again, and I hope you enjoyed that interview with Vina and Vidya. Um, I sure did, and I took a lot of notes on that, which I'm not going to go over right now. Um, I think it'd be something perhaps for a future article since, since, you know, we oftentimes have these ideas that we're going to embark on these certain endeavors and that we'll be able to make them a certain way. And then life happens and we don't always have all of the time or the perfect circumstances. So like, for example, you know, that interview was, was made, I I wanted to do it on my laptop, you know, with my nice microphone and that kind of thing at my house. And it was done in a car with, uh, on my cell phone, um, which is fine. I think the recording quality came out okay. And, um, and, you know, I had the, all the intentions to kind of put together this really nice closing part of the show and I just don't have time for it. I've got, um, a short amount of time today before I have to get going and um, try to sell off this tiny house that I have. Um, and I have kids who want my attention and people who want my attention and things to do. So I'm just going to make this um, outro very simple. Um, what I wanted to say, especially, however, is that the things that you heard in this interview are for real. Um, that may, it might seem overly simplified that you can just sort of go hang out with Vina and vidya in their living room in sacramento um, or find another constellation practitioner and do this work uh, without having to you know stick the venom of a frog on your scalding skin which i have done by the way it's a great experience but you don't have to drink you know some uh ayahuasca you don't have to drink something that's going to make you throw up you don't have to go into the deepest recesses of your psyche to really make an uh, effective and immediate change in your life and direct change in the lives of the people who are intimately connected to you, uh, family members and spouses and children, uh, even deceased loved ones. I mean, this stuff's really for real. It's uh, I see how it's working in my life, it's profound, and I've heard more than enough stories now to uh, see how effective this this kind of work is. Um, It's really tapping into the fact that we are all one, that we're all connected very, very closely, very intimately in this dynamic tapestry of humanity and life uh, of the universe. And that when we really confront um, these aspects of ourselves, represented by ancestors and relatives, um, and even guides and nations and uh, and other entities, that this really does have a, a meaningful and um, like a lasting change that can be um, instilled or um, catalyzed. So. I'm all for it. If anyone uh, around lives in the California, Sacramento area, I highly recommend um, some of these Saturday workshops with Fina. Also, I know she does um, one-on-one Skype calls as well. So um, if you're interested, do make sure to check her out. I've left um, her information, website and phone number, email, and the show notes. So uh, go ahead and make sure to check that out if if it's calling to you. It's super simple. It's super easy. I mean, yeah, the feelings come up, but but you really, um, it's just, this, this is very accessible work and it really excites me. And, um, it just so happens that Mark Wolln, the guy who wrote, doesn't start with you, has his secretary said that you might be able to get an interview with him. So I might, Miracle Soup might have Mark Wolln on the show in October. I think that'd be so exciting. Um, Right now, if that would happen, that'd be so sweet. Right now, October to me is just like blurred by the fact that on the 19th, I have my first 50-mile ultramarathon race, which is kind of like scaring the piss out of me at the same time. Uh, it's really given me something to work towards um, on a goal that I feel like is just like going to be really hard to do, but it's, it's within... Um, The bounds of possibility. It's it's definitely um, in the the realm of the miracle soup, you know, outside of the limiting beliefs um, that I hold for myself. So that's exciting. Also, I got to admit, guys, I missed last Monday. I was out with the family. We were on vacation. It was the last day of the festival, and I just I just kind of pulled the fuck it car on that. And I know consistency is important in all of our endeavors with running, you know, with, with podcasting, with, with whatever we do, we got our spiritual pr- um, practices. We need to stay consistent. However, I just really needed to be with my family. We had a really powerful time. I mean, if, I mean, this is really enough to fill a book, but this podcast was really, um, uh, created as a response to the difficulty of, of my family separating and, um, and we're back together and it's like totally, totally miracle soupy. It's such a miracle. And I'm, I'm so blown away and so amazed, um, that all, all of the guests I've had on the show have played, uh, uh, an important part in sort of unraveling my mind, um, showing me different ways to approach situations and to access the healing energy, which truly is beyond all limitation, all, all, um, you know, all limits of the mind. It's, it's just, it's, it's totally limitless. It's totally boundless. It's, um, infinite potential is available, uh, in this, in this realm. It's outside of all of our limiting thinking it's, it's pure love and it can truly move mountains, um, you know that little story about the mustard having faith inside the mustard seed. If you just have just the littlest glimmer of just thinking, you know, what if? What if it's possible? It's like the football player who's who's in the the you know in his own end zone, and he just like hail mary passes it all the way across the field. He's like, what if this? What if my receiver can just catch this and we can win this game? It's like, yeah, it happens but you wouldn't figure out that that's going to happen unless you huck the ball with that little mustard seed grain of, of faith that it could happen. Or, you know, what if, even though we're in the middle of, you know, gnarly court disputes, what if we could come together and love again? Or what if, you know, my kid who's just addicted to this or that, what if healing can happen? Or what if this disease that I have that the doctors are telling me is impossible to cure? It's like, well, what if a miracle could occur and what if it could be healed and I could go on living my life healthy, happy, and holy? It's possible. So yeah, that's what this podcast all about. It's truly effective in my life. Um, and, um, um, I definitely plan to keep moving forward with this and to have some more amazing guests and to continue this conversation. Really appreciate everyone for listening. If you haven't already subscribed, that would be so cool. Um, I am, I am just fascinating to see um, where the momentum with this cast goes. I'm fascinating to see. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the miracles occurring in my life. I'm fascinated to see them beginning to occur in other people's lives too as a result of these conversations and this kind of awareness and these kinds of teachings that we're getting here at Miracle Soup. So hit that uh, subscribe button if you haven't already. If you have a few minutes, to just shout out our little review for me. I would be so appreciative. That would be so cool just to garner uh, and, and create some momentum. So other people will begin to join, um, in this, in this, uh, sort of vortex of, uh, infinite possibility and miracle mindedness. So, Yeah. That's it for today. Um, I could go on, but I really, I do need to wrap things up. It's not going to be the most polished show of my life, but um, hopefully things will open up for me in the future to have some more time to, to, to make things a little more polished. And, um, but I don't really care. It's such a joy for me to do this and to share it with people that I, um, I'm just stoked. So thanks everybody so much till next time. We'll have a show out next Monday with, some amazing person, not quite sure who yet, but, um, we'll, we'll this, this, this wheel keeps turning. So, um, any questions, just, uh, shoot me an email, um, subscribe right over you. You guys rock. Aloha.